Hello, world. You're listening to the Cash All Podcast. Technology integrates with every aspect of our lives. Computing, entertainment, gaming, education, and much more. Here to discuss all of it is your host, Brandon Peterson. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to another Cash All Podcast episode. This week, I'm very excited as you should be too, because we have a guest, one of the coolest people on the planet, Sky Siri, the library director of the North Platte Public Library. She's going to share some exciting events that are coming up at our library, and we're going to get in-depth talk about the Creation Station. Very cool things. And we're also going to discuss a little bit of a passion we have for pumpkin spice lattes. So without taking too much more time, let's cut away to our interview. Sky, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the Cash All podcast. I know we have a lot of listeners that are living in our area, North Platte, and um, I think you provide a lot of cool opportunities for them to see. And we're going to talk more about that in a little bit. And before we kick that off, do you want to start us off and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I've been fortunate enough to work in the library field for the last 17 years. Um, I've held a variety of different roles in different types of libraries that's given me the advantage to further my career in the field. Um, Now, I've kind of found home again with the North Platte Public Library as the library director. So I'm excited to take that role on. Um, My husband and I are both North Platte natives, and we have two kiddos of our own, a 21-year-old son and a 14-year-old daughter. And then in September, we welcomed um, a girl, a 17-year-old girl from Italy, to um, our family (laughs) for the year. So, yeah, we keep busy with that. (laughs) Very cool. Obviously, we're going to talk about uh, the opportunities at the library, but also we kind of both share a little bit of a passion (laughs) for, I don't know, I call it the pumpkin spice life. I don't know if that's the right name for it. Maybe we could kick this off with a little game of pumpkin spice-o-rama. And I have just a handful of questions here. Uh, We could see how we both answer these and see how we match up. Perfect. All right. So, and I kind of had a little unfair advantage because I knew what these questions were ahead (laughs) of time. But uh, first question, uh, what is your favorite pumpkin spice drink in town? Hands down, the Starbucks pumpkin spice latte. Ooh, very nice, very nice. This year, the Dunkin' Donuts, they have their pumpkin cream cold foam, which was new this year. So that's kind of starting to go, you know, a little bit higher (laughs) on my list for it. Yeah, and I've enjoyed (laughs) it so far. Uh, Question two, do you ever pair a pumpkin spice food with the drink, so sometimes, you know, if there's like also a pumpkin donut or a pumpkin scone, do you ever do that? All about the pumpkin spice life, yes. All the right. pumpkin scone from Starbucks, again. That is very good. I will usually try to alter mine a little bit, so I might go pumpkin spice beverage, and then if there's like an apple flavored, Ooh, then I nice. kind of go with the apple. Yeah. Question three, are you a opening day purchaser? And do you ever try to get it early if so? I have always tried to get an early PSL. I chat them up and it never happens. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I'm always like a day one, and I've never had luck getting one early from Starbucks. They're pretty solid and firm on that opening day. But on Dunkin', I found if, if I go maybe two weeks early or maybe a week early, if they have it, it, there's a little disappointment in the tone of their voice, you know, like, <laughs> so it begins kind of thing. But um, I've had a little bit more, so even though you're more of the Starbucks, if you're, it's been That's too long to and you want to jump early, sometimes <laughs> they have like the soft release date over at Dunkin'. Next one that we have, kind of switching gears a little bit, are you a pumpkin patch fan? I am. All right, what is your favorite <laughs> thing to do at a pumpkin patch? My favorite thing is to seek out the best pumpkin ever and to annoy my family by quoting lines from the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. <laughs> that is awesome. I think everybody, I think every parent has to do that for sure. I love also trying to find the unique pumpkin, you know, mm -hmm. that's always fun. And I'm kind of a corn maze connoisseur ah. trying to do that. And um, I tell Madeline when we go, our daughter, I'm like, this is an algorithm, Madeline. <laughs> so, like, if you just choose. Are we going to always turn left or are we always going to turn right? And if we just follow this process and she tries to get a little impatient, I'll say, you got to stick to the process. We can't, <laughs> we can't deviate now. Oh, funny. Um, last question on here. Where you're an early adopter of pumpkin spice lots into the season like myself, once it gets – to the Christmassy time when that starts releasing early, do you go pumpkin spice as long as possible or do you then move on to the Christmas drinks early? Well, I have a little hack in which I enjoy pumpkin spice all year round with my cold brew coffees. Uh huh. Um, I order, once they open ordering for the pumpkin spice protein drinks, I order at least five cases a week through the season stock up and then I am set for probably till June that might be life-changing <laughs> for our listeners here and I'm glad I was sitting down when I heard that news because that's pretty exciting I try to go like a little bit back and forth I've had the Starbucks Christmas drink uh, just this last Saturday I think it was but then yesterday I had a pumpkin spice drink for that so I kind of go back and forth and uh Danny Whitney, who teaches here at the high school, um, he used to be real anti all of this. And just, he would get mad at me or, or frustrated where I would be getting kind of excited about Christmas time. And then I told him, you know, if you don't think about it as just jumping to Christmas early, just think of this as one season and it begins like basically when school starts, you know, in the fall. And then we kind of have our pumpkin spice time and then Thanksgiving and you're, it's just all one season. So if you ever see like a conversation between us on Twitter or even in our, we'll kind of jokingly do this in our text messages, you know, we'll do hashtag one season. <laughs> and so that's a kind of oh, an inside funny. joke that. Well, I most did people... hear that Mariah Carey made her Christmas debut on the announcements. Oh, very nice. Very <laughs> nice. Yes, yeah, she did. Uh, um, actually, and that was my fault too. For, I texted Mr. Pack that in the morning and asked if we could and everybody was giving him a hard time and finally he said this was Peterson I had nothing to do with this <laughs> it was pretty funny so I could talk about pumpkin spice lattes pretty much I could do maybe a whole season of podcasts of this but I know I would definitely be starting to lose out on some of our <laughs> listeners 
So I figured now we would kind of move on after that and kind of talk about the library. So I don't even know, is it is it appropriate to call them libraries now still? Absolutely. All right, because, you know, sometimes names of things will change and, and people will be offended if you call it. And so when I think of libraries, I think of like back when we were kids, whether it be at the public library or, or my school library, and it was like, the teacher would give us a stern warning like in and out no talking do not be even thinking about chewing gum in there and being disruptions you know and then come back to the class as time has kind of gone I've seen this kind of exciting evolution of of how this has changed uh, to where it's kind of to me it seems like it's more of like a, like a facilitation of of all types of learning mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, absolutely. Libraries, they have to change in order to meet the needs of their community, or they just aren't relevant anymore. Um, and you mentioned the quiet place. Most joke about the librarians shushing, wearing cardigans. <laughs> um, but really, the library is the hub of the community, and it's a place to learn. It's a place to explore, access resources, check out books, they have more than books. They have movies and audiobooks um, to grow and also make, which is a new addition to libraries here in the last couple of years. So, and libraries are just really ingrained in the community, not just in the building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, I don't even think, before you had come to North Platte High School, I didn't even know that you could check out ebooks, you mm -hmm. know, in a way to where you could check those out. I thought I didn't know that was even possible. Right. And have since done that a few times and that is super convenient, you know, as Absolutely. a way especially with all the ebook readers and mm -hmm. uh, people who bring their iPads and Kindles yes. and those things with them. Um, what is your ideal like library or your library utopia? I guess if we could call it that. Yeah, so my library utopia would be um, just a place of wonder. It's something. It's somewhere where it's really busy and there's always just this hub of activity going on. There's programming, there's meetings, it's studying, the making, um, and it's getting out into the community. So it's not just coming to the library, but it's the library getting out there and doing things to be recognized um, to help not only support literacy in our community, but um, to support the creative side and um, the innovation that people have as well, what they can bring to their community. It sounds like you're well on your way to this as like been, I've been seeing and hearing all these great things in the news here in North Platte about our public library and, and these awesome things coming together and that there's this creation station and uh, me coming from a technology background and and we talk about like 3d printing and designs and just all these ways that technology can be integrated into our lives to serve purposes but also for creativity and to and to make amazing things i was wondering if you would be able to share with our listeners like what these opportunities are at our library's creation station. Yeah, so our creation station is a place to make. Um, we have a variety of equipment that includes the 3D printers, laser cutters, um, a laminator, two different kinds of heat presses, um, a vinyl plotter, embroidery machine, 
button makers and coil bookbinders. So there's just a variety of projects that one can take on and you don't have to use one machine exclusively. You can pair those machines up to create something really amazing. That does sound pretty amazing. So many resources available like that. People hopefully listening to this will say, man, I, I would love to be able to take advantage of those things. With, with some of these technologies, and you know, when we get new things here at the school, teachers will get it, and it's, it's like sometimes they're a little bit intimidated about the learning curve for it. Are there any requirements or workshops or things, or, or even fees uh, to let people know about, to maybe kind of tell them what to expect, and then to also kind of take away that worry of their mind to where, to where they, they can understand it's a learning experience and it's supposed to be fun? Yeah, yeah. As far as requirements, um, all Creation Station users complete a registration form. Um, they watch a safety video and then attend training on the machines that you want to learn about. So each piece of equipment has specific training um, so that you feel comfortable with it. But then we also offer open build periods where awesome. you can set up, um, you just call the library and schedule a time and somebody's in there with you, somebody who feels comfortable with that machine as well mm -hmm. and knows the ins and, ins and outs. Um, and we've had people bring in their own material to use, which you always have to check with the Creation Station staff to make sure that it will work on that sure. equipment. Sure. Um, but we also have the materials available and then the costs are minimal. It's just to simply recover so that we can repurchase mm -hmm. what's been used. Um, and we also gladly take donations because we want to keep this Creation Station going. So um, it's really a simple process and it's for kids and adults. Um, we do have age limits on certain things. So mm -hmm. sometimes kids need to use the machines with an adult present. Right. Um, but really we encourage all ages to get in there and just explore, see what we have. That is, I mean, that sounds so incredibly cool. Um, hopefully, because I've been talking about this, especially this week, uh, to my students, and hopefully we have some that that take advantage of this and, you know, just see these cool things that are in our community. Right, you know? right. And we also have workshops. So one of the things that we do as a Creation Station team is we think of different workshops that we can have for people to um, where we have the pre-made materials that we made on um, all in our creation station and then our participants can put them together so there are small fees for those workshops like we have a laser cutting um, ornament workshop coming oh, up wow. so yeah the ornaments are really really cool and they were all made on the laser cutter and you get to decorate them put them together and then you have those for the rest of your life yeah that does sound pretty cool and I do love Christmas decorations <laughs> as, as mentioned earlier anything else exciting coming up at the library like I said, we have our workshops, um, but a lot of changes are on the horizon. So we're always thinking of new things to bring in. We're happy to talk about programs that we can host or um, ways to get people in or even just to get out in the community. So I would look for those changes either on our website, through the newspaper, on our Facebook page. I was just going to ask them um, because I know that there's the web page and I visited mm -hmm. that. So. Um, residents here can can check that out and stay current with all of those things 
Uh, what are the hours of the library? So library hours, we just recently expanded our hours. Um, thanks to COVID, we had to <laughs> scale back, but we are now Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. On Fridays, we're 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then we're open Saturdays from 9 to 2. So that's been really busy. Um, we've seen a lot of traffic and people are glad to be able to get in on a Saturday. This was amazing information. And thank you again so much for all of this, uh, these great opportunities for this news to share with people in our community. Uh, hopefully this helps to get the word out so people out there, you can come and check out everything going on at the library here in North Platte. Um, hopefully, if, if anyone out there, as mentioned before, if you're interested in donating anything to this as well to help with that because it's for a very worthy cause, uh, anything where people can have their minds stimulated and they're able to create things uh, is, is an awesome thing to do and to support. And our community is so lucky to have you here and I'm excited to see uh, how this continues to build. Thanks so much for having me. This is really great. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you like what you heard. For other content, you can follow me on Twitter at Code Peterson.